From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. As always, I am your host, not just the baby-faced assassin of freedom, but I'm also your tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America, and believe me, it's getting wackier all the time. But before we get into today's adventure in podcasting, today... December the 6th, it's runoff day in Georgia. It's game day, Georgia. Time to wake up and let's go. Now, the polls close tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, which does put give you just a dash over seven hours left to get out and vote and help get Herschel Walker across the finish line. Now, the weather's not the greatest there in Georgia today, but I... Please do not let the weather dictate your job to get out and vote. Now, MAGA, I hope you're listening and the deplorables in Georgia. It's up to you. You've got to get Herschel over the finish line. Now, forget uh, all the you know more moderates and rhinos that have come to help him close, but Herschel is the guy. He's your guy, Georgia. He will vote for MAGA. He is America first. And he will pretty much vote just about 100% of the time uh, for the America first agenda. And he is likable. He is an outsider. Warlock, or Warnock, whichever you prefer, this guy is a mess. And calls himself a pastor. He's like, he's pastor slash slumlord slash wife beater slash whatever not exactly what you would call a a man with shall we say uh, pristine credentials you know and I know what happened uh, with some of the stuff with Herschel Walker he got the same sort of treatment you sl- sliming him and and all of that but I mean come on Georgia I mean, are you really okay with a socialist representing you in the United States Senate? Are you okay becoming a blue state? I mean, this is just messed up, folks. It's totally messed up. So, definitely, Georgia, time to get up and get going. Get Herschel across the finish line, and hopefully I'll have good news to report either tonight or tomorrow that the last Senate seat has gone to Republicans, and it will be a 50-50 split. And this will help gain a little bit of leverage uh, with people like Joe Manchin, uh, Kirsten Sinema, and maybe even uh, John Tester of Montana, who is up for re-election in 24, because Montana is a very red state. I mean, it's way red. So it's going to be interesting to see if Montana is going to be okay with voting for a Democrat uh, senator in a very Republican state. So that's going to be kind of fun to watch. But as we get into the rest of today's fun, uh, just let you know, folks, 
Hey, send us an uh, email. Send us comments, uh, questions, whatever you have. I mean, yeah, you can even send hate mail. But, oh, well, it may or may not get read. But, whatever. Uh, inblackandwrite at gmail.com or our website, inblackandwrite.net. Inblackandwrite.net. Uh, you can check out our online store. Uh, maybe find some gifts for friends and family. we got some great t-shirts available. And more swag will be coming next year. It's going to be a hoot. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So, anyway, folks, let's get on with today's fun. Now, another big story. Again, the, the effects of the release of the Twitter files by Brother Elon... <laughs> oh, baby, it is so funny how fast the left changes their tune, especially the mainstream media. Now, pre-Elon, they thought the mainstream media and the left thought Twitter was their bestest bud, life was fantastic, and yes, they were going to be very helpful in putting forth a very twisted agenda. Now, here you have... The post-Elon era, or the, the post, well, I, I don't even know, it's not even post-Elon, but, but anyway, so now Elon Musk is running the show, and he is now all of a sudden, he's on, Twitter's a national security threat, and Elon Musk is a security threat, he's terrible and he's awful, it's like, no, 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 mm-mm, mainstream media, you can't have it both ways, baby, mm-mm. New no. Now, because you, mainstream media, Washington Post, New York Times, and others, squashed, were okay with the federal government squashing the story about the laptop from hell. I mean, people like Miranda Devine, the brilliant New York Post columnist who wrote the book, The Laptop from Hell. I mean, you can pretty much... Uh, attribute that uh, to her, because she went, she paid a lot of, you know, she went through a lot of per personal and professional strife because of it. She's one tough lady. Yay, happy. So, yes, I, I love this. And now the White House, who was very much involved in this, very much involved, because it affected Joe Biden, the big guy, who got 10%. So now, all of a sudden, you have the Cabbage Patch uh, doll slash White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, downplaying this. And she did this yesterday at uh, the Daily White House Press Briefing. And it, it's a little over a minute, but I gotta, you got to listen to this. And you just, you know, and if you need to, you know, get a bottle of Pepto-Bismol or Alka-Seltzer right next to you because it's going to make you sick to your stomach. Though, Karine Jean-Pierre yesterday at the White House press briefing. Oops, so sorry. A coincidence, if I may, that uh, uh, they... Okay, hang on a sec here. Let me get this reset up. All right, yesterday, Karine Jean-Pierre, White House press briefing. We see this as a, a, an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter would so haphazardly push this distraction 
that is a that is a full of uh, old news if you think about it. Uh, <laughs> okay, haphazardly, I said, "Honey, it ain't old news. It ain't old news." See, downplaying it. It's like, oh, it's old news. It's old hat. It doesn't mean anything. B.S. B.S., dear. This is called colluding with the Democrats, colluding with the FBI, the intelligence community, and other media. So, no, it's not just old news, dear. It proves that your boss and his friends are jerks. And they are corrupt. And the same thing with the FBI and the intelligence community, but let's keep going. Um, and uh, at the same time, Twitter is facing very real and very serious questions uh, about the rising volume of anger, hate, and anti-Semitism on their platform. Wait a minute. Anti-Semitism on its platform? How about some of the anti-Semitism that's coming out of the mouths of your fellow Democrats? People like Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, the rest of the squad. Sorry. No, 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 no. And plus, the new leader of the Democrats in the House, Hakeem Jeffries, apparently he's got some ties and connections with some folks who are anti-Semitic. But again, let's go on. And uh, how they're letting it happen. And, uh, you know, the president said last week, more leaders need to speak out and reject this. And uh, it's a very alarming and very dangerous. And But our focus right now is helping the American families. I just talked about what the president is going to be doing in Arizona. Talk uh, okay. Sorry. This is just, this has got to stop. This has just got to stop. The, Joe Biden helping the American people. Helping them to what? What, are, what is he helping them with, dear? How to pay more at the pump? How to pay more at the grocery store? How to essentially just get with the program and you just ride with us and we're going we're gonna to take care of you? Mm-mm. Stop it. Stop it, Corinne. No, 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 no. And the only reason... The, oh, <laughs> yes, now he she did mention about Biden going to Arizona. Now, apparently... There is going to be a huge semiconductor plant being built in Arizona because I think they for once might have gotten figured out that Taiwan, which is the biggest producer of semiconductors, uh, and we get a lot of them because we can't even keep we can't even get them from Taiwan for new automobiles and other machinery, other products, because we can't. And the fact that Taiwan doesn't really, is not exactly in the best position geographically, because, hey, here comes, Ty here comes mainland China with their navy, probably with a blockade around the island. I mean, come on. Anybody with half a brain knows the communist Chinese have got their sights set on Taiwan. And, frankly, the Biden regime doesn't know what the heck it wants to do. So, we are, we are in need of building our own infrastructure, our own supply chains here in, here in America. We do. 
and we just have to. But this illusion that, oh, well, Twitter is going to be, you know, they have their own questions. In other words, federal investigations by the Biden regime over Twitter and the fact that they spilled the beans. They spilled all the beans. And now you're going to have these hearings that are going to be starting next month. It isn't that far away, folks. The hearings are going to start next month. And Twitter is going to be a part of it. And the collusion between these weekly meetings by the FBI, not just with Twitter. No, no, no. You've got Google. You've got Facebook. They aren't off the hook. And big tech is going to be targeted. At least it dang well better because these Section 230 provisions that have been their magic cloak for so long need to disappear. They totally need to disappear. No ifs, no ands, no buts. They just need to. It's ridiculous. It's horrible. So yeah, to sort of say, well, Twitter's got its own problem. They're allowing hate speech. It's like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You might not like the speech, but to try to censor them, which they were essentially, which the Biden administration is now having to do because they're not playing ball anymore, and there's going to be all these investigations in Twitter uh, into anything that has Elon Musk's uh, fingerprints on it. Yes, folks, it's going to happen. It is absolutely going to happen. Because Twitter, you know, mm -mm, no, no, no. You are going to pay. You are going to be punished. You're not supposed to put this stuff out. I'm like, whatever. Just whatever. So, yeah, that's another fun one. Ah, uh, let's see. What else do we have on our... Lovely menu. Oh, yes. Here we go. Definitely got to do this one. Now, with three straight highly disappointing elections in a row, there are screams in the RNC. I mean, people just, just about screaming, ready to pop a blood vessel for new, more effective leadership. Well, enter Harmeet Dillon. A very successful, very brilliant, very tough attorney. Uh, she is one of President Trump's lawyers. She is also one of the lawyers for Carrie Lake as she's fighting for Arizona. And there was there was speculations a few speculation a few days ago that she might take a run for the chair of the RNC. Last night on Tucker Carlson, uh, she made it official. So let's and I, and I want to play a little bit of her uh, her appearance on Tucker Carlson's show last night uh, just to let you know what's going on in her mind and and, I'll, and I'm and I'm pretty interested to see um, what happens with her uh, nomination so let's go to Tucker Carlson last night interviewing Harmeet Dillon well Tucker I'm going to announce tonight that actually I am going to run for RNC chair and the reason is that, you know, to play off of a famous catchphrase, Republicans are tired of losing. And I think that we really need to radically reshape our leadership in order to win. And we can't keep running elections 
like we did in the 90s and the 2000s, and we really have to modernize to compete with the Democrats dollar for dollar in the ways they fundraise, the way they deliver their ballots to the ballot boxes. Our messaging needs to be fresh and positive and not just reactive to news cycles and what the Democrats are doing. And I think that the party needs to realize that the party has become a populist party. The base of the party demands populist messages that speak to them and not Chamber of Commerce messages, not neocon messages, not warmonger messages. And I'm afraid that the base of our party is not getting what it needs from our leadership. And so after three successive rounds of really disappointing results, Tucker, I'm a member of the RNC and no other member is stepping up to challenge leadership and our current leadership has never been challenged for the chair job and I think that challenge and competition is very good and so I'm hoping to gain the support of grassroots Americans who do not like the direction of the party and its leadership. They need to contact the 168 members of the RNC in their states and territories and tell them that they too want change and I think that Change is popular among the base. I hear from thousands of Americans on a weekly basis about that. They want to see us fighting. Tucker, you know as well as anybody else that I'm a fighter. Yes, and I you fight are. <laughs> every waking hour of the day, and that's what we need right now. And so that's me. I'm offering to take a giant um, you know, step back from my law firm and my nonprofit to do this. Yeah. It's a big sacrifice. But I think it's important for our country that I love so much as a first-generation immigrant. Well, well, well. My goodness, folks. Harmeet Dillon. And she makes a very good case. She makes an incredibly good case for her candidacy. She is a member of the RNC. She is the National Committee woman from the state of California, which is really weird. And plus, she's been a highly successful attorney uh, in, of all places, San Francisco one of the most woke places in California, if not the entire country. So, I'm really, I'm fascinated by this. I really am. Now, of course, Mike Lindell, Mr. My Pillow, has uh, come out in running for RNC chair, and he, has, he makes some pretty good points as well. But I'm thinking, and, and of course, Lee Zeldin, uh, who was the Republican nominee for governor of New York, I say, somehow, if you can take the best out of all of them, you know, to come together. I mean, Mike Lindell, Mr. Uh, Election Integrity, let him take that. I mean, to somehow take all the best of all of them, all of these candidates, uh, and put them together. Put them together. And let each one have... Let them do what they do best. And if Harmeet Dillon becomes the chair, then yeah, perhaps she can bring a new feistiness, a new fire uh, to, the, uh, to the RNC. Because I'll guarantee you, people that I know around here in my local community in North Central Florida, they would just assume, say, no thank you to the RNC. They don't want to give money to them. And, and to a lesser degree, they don't even want to give money to the state party. Which is really sad, especially in a state like Florida that has a very strong and highly effective uh, Republican 
uh, state organization. But I'll tell you, I'm very fascinated by this. I'm fascinated by Harmeet Dillon. I mean, she's a lady from a state like California. She knows the inner workings of the RNC as a national committee woman. And I do believe she will do some amazing things because she is a fighter. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to be a lawyer for President Trump and a lawyer for Carrie Lake, you dang well better be a fighter. You dang well better be. You have to. And to adjust tactics. And I'm thinking, yay, somebody is getting it. We, the, the Republican Party, needs to be on a wartime footing because the Democrats are playing to win. They are playing to win every time. I mean, this is how, in Pennsylvania, a guy with literal brain damage becomes a United States senator. You know, this is just, no, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. This is why you have the state of Arizona right now that just certified their sham election and the racist Carrie Hobbs is demanding to be certified and she's the one and she's one of the people who certifies her own election. And then of course you have the McCainiacs, the decrepit old mean as hell John McCain coalition of the uh, Arizona Republican Party. They're not helping either. So, if we're going to have, if President Trump or whoever, if you're not going to have an RNC that's willing to fight, that's willing to adjust its tactics, and just say, hey, you know, we're going to do everything the way we used to, it's not going to matter one hill of beans who the nominee is, be that President Trump, Governor DeSantis, or whoever. It's not going to help because you're not, no Republican is going to be able to win because they don't have the stones and the spine to fight these Democrats, or Democrats, whichever you prefer, on, you know, hand-to-hand, -hand, essentially it's hand-to-hand -hand combat. It is hand-to-hand -hand combat. It's, it's a mind-blower. But, you know, I, I wish her well. I think she would make a good one. I'm not willing to say, you know, because Mike Lindell has his own set of skills uh, and leadership. And I think that would be, that would be helpful. But I'm not going to really endorse anybody, but I do want to find, you know, what, what makes them different? What makes them uh, unique at a time like this? And... So now you've got Harmeet Dillon, you've got Mike Lindell, possibly uh, Lee Zeldin, a uh, former congressman, and the, co and the Republican candidate for governor of New York, uh, possibly. But he hasn't officially thrown his hat in the ring. So this is going to be interesting to see how this works. And within the 168 members of the RNC, that's going to be really interesting. It's really, really, really going to be interesting, that's for sure. So, let's see, let's go on here. Ah, yes. We cannot and should not take our eyes off the lame duck. The lame duck session of Congress is just absolutely a mess. Because 
what the Democrats are trying to do with Nancy Pelosi on her way out the door as Speaker, yeah, that that's it's going to be interesting to see uh, all these earmarks and this omnibus spending bill. Ugh. I mean, oh my gosh, there's so much pork in it. Ugh. Oh my gosh, it is huge. I mean, not just... And this defense bill, you know, they figure, you know, you got to have defense, and you're going to have to sneak all this other, uh, other stuff into the bill, which is woke and all sorts of messed up. It's a mistake. No, no, no. And the Republicans better start fighting. Hey, McCarthy, here's your chance. Here is your chance to prove why the people who don't think you should be Speaker next month, you can give them a case to vote for you. Absolutely. Because when you see some of the stuff, I mean, oh, mercy. This is just absolutely in freaking sane. Okay? Um, some of the things in this omnibus which Mitch McConnell seems to love, which makes it automatically, it's like, oh crap, this thing is going to be a mess. So that, I mean, you've got, <laughs> oh my goodness, the, the pork barrel spending is just ridiculous. Now, some of the examples of this, and, and believe me, it is a mess, uh, we've got racist energy systems. And this is from a report from the Heritage Foundation and their brilliant uh, people who looked at the doggone thing and just went, why? Are you kidding? Ugh, no, 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 no. So after a decade or so, when, con when conservatives were no fans of earmarks, no, they fought hard against it now with Joe Biden in the White House, it's back with a vengeance. Absolutely. Uh, with a vengeance. I mean, racist energy systems. Now, this just weird. Now, Massachusetts Senators Elizabeth Warren and Ed Markey got nearly $1 million for quote-unquote grid resilience and equity in the energy transition. It was some research that was that's being done at the University of Massachusetts. Now, equity in an energy bill? Equity? That's the that's the left's favorite word. Equity. Oh, we have to be equal. It's like it's a code word for hang tight, it's woke, and you're about to get screwed. That's exactly what equity is. I'm just going. Bit and ugh, this tax and and it and it says more than this a uh, commentary. Uh, this taxpayer funding will be used to promote a quote unquote fast and fair transition to a decarbonized energy system in the United States, aka green energy. That's not green equity. Green energy that's not racist. I'm like, what in the Sam hell does 
racism have to do with developing energy, even if it's clean energy? I don't get it. I mean, this is wackadoodle. Hang tight on this one. Here's another one. Uh, diversity, inclusion, and a social equity center. I mean, my gosh. The Hawkinson Colored School, number 107, played a historic role in the landmark Brown versus Board of Education case. And that's different history, but that ended segregation in schools. Now, more than 60 years after the school has closed its doors, Friends of Hawkinson Colored School number 107 is receiving $750,000 in federal taxpayer funds at the request of Delaware Senators Chris Coons and Tom Carper to transform the property into a center for diversity, inclusion, and social equity. Again, equity. Equity. I don't get this. I don't under—I mean, I—I I, I understand, but I don't understand why this messed-up love affair with Democrats and other socialists with equity—I mean, everything, clean energy has to have equity, and we have to have equity for this. We have equity for that, and gender identity. It's like this is why our country is cuckoo for cocoa puffs. And we're the freaking laughing stock of the civilized world and the not so civilized world. This is just ridiculous. This is in the omnibus bill. Uh, this is what they want to finish out their finish out the year with. None of this, none of this has anything to do with the real issues that are going on in this country, like inflation. Anybody ever heard of that one? Uh, have gas prices that are still kind of on the high side? Well, not kind of on the high side. It's on the very high side. I mean, the days of $2 gallon gas are gone, folks. Now, fortunately, where I live, it's not quite that bad. However, right now, as we're in the wintertime, the Christmas season, there are parts of the country, especially the Northeast, uh, the Plains states, even uh, the Great Lakes regions of the country that are cold. Energy is costing more. That's electric with heating oil, uh, natural gas, and propane. It's a mess. It's costing a bloody fortune. And yet, these are just a couple of examples of some of the really dumb stuff that is in this omnibus bill on that's one to two trillion dollars on top of what they're going to be spending on the National Defense Authorization Act. Yep, they're just gonna go ho 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 Merry Christmas and screw the American people. It's kind of their last, you know, flipping the bird to all those people who voted out the Democrats, and I'm sure the Rhino Republicans. And I'm sure in, in the House, uh, Liz Cheney and Crybaby Kinzinger are going to try to find a way to get their last screw you uh, to the American people. But yeah, th this is just a mess all over the place. All over the place. My goodness. 
But I'm, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm in blackandright.net. I'm going to put a link to this uh, on our on our homepage. This story, because you got to see some of the stuff that's in this thing. I mean, these are just a few examples, six of them, in the Heritage Foundation report. But there's more. There's a lot more, folks. So please, as you're enjoying your holiday, enjoying your Christmas, out shopping, you know, trying to at least have a half decent Christmas, even though money is going to is tight. I mean, it's like boa constrictor tight for an awful lot of families. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye on this because this is going to have a very real effect on you, the American consumer. Uh, and the American taxpayer, uh, well past uh, this year and going into next. So please keep your eye on that. So my friends, I'm just going to say so long for now. Uh, I've kind of had my rant for the day, but remember, Georgia, you now have six and a half hours left to get Herschel Walker across the finish line. And... And if you're a poll watcher, you're a poll observer, or you're in the counting rooms, watch these people like a hawk. Because do not think that even in Georgia, the Democrats are above pulling some shenanigans as far as the vote counts and trying to get rid of people, you know, to not be able to see the what's going on. I mean, we still have... The videotape from Atlanta in 2020. Yep. So watch them like a hawk, guys. And if you want to uh, find our little old uh, podcast, you can go to any pro- podcast platform. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on a bunch of others. So yes, you can find it in black and right there. Just simply follow, subscribe. Uh, you can go to our numerous uh, social media platforms that are free speech. Uh, True Social, Getter, uh, Instagram. Well, Instagram, eh, not so much. But anyway, you know, we're, we're on there. You just simply go to our website in blackandright.net. Check out our media connection. And you can find where you can uh, look us up on any social media platform that you happen to be on. So, with that in mind, my friends, have yourself a terrific Tuesday. Go get them, Georgia. Get it done. And I will catch you good people tomorrow because, as always, patriots come in all colors.